is off. How can you tell? Take a whiff. Welcome to episode 91 of the Geek Generation. Mike and Brian are not here with me today. Instead, I will be joined shortly by Aaron Roden of the Air Raid podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about his show and what he does, and also get into some geeky things as we always do. Before we get to that conversation, I wanted to go over a few things real quick with you. First of all, we're in the midst of our first Geek Photo Week, which started yesterday. We're going to run from July 8th to July 14th. And what we're doing is taking different geek-themed pictures every day, and there is a schedule for what we're doing, and sharing them via different social networks. So to get the schedule and see the details for what we're doing, you can go to thegeekgeneration.com slash geekphotoweek, which will give you all the details. You can share these pictures on our Facebook page, which is thegeekgeneration.com slash Facebook. Uh, You can tweet them out using the hashtag geekphotoweek, which I'm going to be following all week, but if you want to guarantee that we're going to see it here at the Geek Generation, make sure to add at Geek Generation, which will send it right to our account as well. But again, use the hashtag Geek Photo Week to tweet those out, share them on our Facebook page. It's just a little fun thing we're going to do all week long. Also, as always, you can support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. What this does is when you do your regular Amazon shopping, a little kickback comes our way, so you're not spending any additional money and you're helping out the show. It's a win-win for everybody. Lastly, this week's show is sponsored by Fandango. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises is hitting theaters on July 20th, and you don't want to be without your tickets. It's going to sell out fast. So make sure you go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Fandango, and you can buy your tickets for The Dark Knight Rises already, which is great. You can also buy tickets for other shows you might be going to, or buying gift cards for people if you have any birthdays or anything like that coming up. It's always a great gift to get a gift card for the movie theater. And that, again, is thegeekgeneration.com slash Fandango. So now let's jump right into our conversation with Aaron Roden of the Air Raid Podcast. Tell me a little bit about the show that you do, Air Raid. You have a, a nice mix of comedy and music and everything. And Yeah, well, we uh, let's see. This is a show that I started uh two years ago now, I guess. And, um, and yeah, it was originally supposed to be me, Aaron and my wife, Maraid, which would be raid, you know? Oh, gotcha. Uh, and, and we were just going to get together and just, uh, you know, talk about what podcasters talk about. And so we did a couple like test episodes and Maraid, my wife listened back to it and she hated it. Really? Uh, yeah, she she couldn't stand the sound of her own voice, so she basically said, "I'm not going to do this." <laughs> and uh, and I was like, "Well, I already bought all this equipment, so so I just kept on doing it." And and uh, I had some. I I've been in bands in Seattle and stuff, and and had some connections with uh, some people who played music over here, and and so I thought, well, uh, I've got all this recording equipment, and I'm lazy. So why not just try to get musicians to come here rather than me going to their shows 
they can play in my living room and uh, we'll call it good. Wow. So that that's kind of how how it all started. I've heard yeah. some other uh, shows that kind of do the the husband wife dynamic and is that something you had to negotiate convince her to take part in or was she <laughs> all about it at first? Well, no because we we had tried this is like this is like the second failed attempt of doing something, finding something uh, that both my wife and I would enjoy to do together. Mm-hmm. So basically, we've just found out that we just hate spending time together, <laughs> and uh, that's not that's not totally true. But <laughs> we just we just can't collaborate on things like this. Yep. I, don't, I just don't think it works because we we uh, we tried uh, this blog, this music blog, for a little while. Uh, that only lived on MySpace uh, for, you know, maybe like four months. We called it Larry versus Mary, and we we would just argue about music reviews. And so we tried that for a little while, too. And, and uh, you know, people were sending us their music, and that was all great. You know, it was all, it's like it, it, all of my ideas surround, like, getting music for free. That's like, <laughs> I, I don't want to steal it off the Internet because yep. that makes me feel guilty. But if I can talk somebody into sending me their music for yep. free, that's like, that's perfect. Isn't that a large part of what podcasting is all about, though, getting stuff for free if we can? I, I, am, I am convinced that that's why most people get into this. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. There's a small part of me that wanted to get my hands in the, uh, the movie and video game area as well and maybe get you some know, handouts here and there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a fantastic. Can I swear on your show? Absolutely. Yeah. Fun? Hell yeah. Okay. That's fucking fantastic idea, man. <laughs> I, I think I, <laughs> I think I would love to get some free video games out of this. But I'm slowly, know, I'm slowly working my way there, but, uh, it's, it's a long uphill battle. I mean, we've been doing this for two years now and roughly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, there are doors just finally opening up for us. Uh huh. Where are you guys got contacting like some of the bigger uh, distributors or not distributors, but like uh, um, we're not we're not really in touch with the companies themselves, but through yeah. um, I'm on an advertising contract, and through them, we're making some connections and everything. Oh, uh, cool, cool. So right so that's interesting. Yeah. It's not. It's inspiring to see that there's a husband and wife that are really that engaged with finding a common ground and a project to work on though that's that's a nice bonding experience <laughs> I, it sounds like I, a lot of people are just like oh, you have your time i have mine and that's that but it's nice to see yeah. you guys actively trying to find something well see yeah we try and we try and we try and we fail and we fail and we fail <laughs> so it's you know we're 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 whittling down the uh, the avenues to where we can finally find something that we both like to do together yep <laughs> <laughs> now uh, you have a lot of comedians on your show um, yeah, is, is yeah. that as a result of that's just what surrounds you? Have you always had an interest in stand up or wh- how did that come about? Well, yeah, I've always kind of liked, uh, I don't know. I, everybody did this at their like junior high and high school. Like somebody got voted funniest guy. Sure. Right. I was always voted funniest guy. I was, uh, in junior high, I was voted, uh, and I'm totally bragging. This is totally bragging. Humble right? brag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's no humble oh, okay. about it. Straight I am, up. I am fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was back in high school. That's about it. But uh, no, I'd always had, I'd always had a um, uh, an affection for for stand up comedy and stuff. And then uh, we had, uh, let's see, there's these guys that do, um, uh, they put together these comedy shows called Laugh Hole. Here in Seattle, they're part of uh, this collective called People's Republic of Comedy, mm-hmm. and um, 
just I met one of the guys that do that, the the head guy, Kevin Hyder, and he came on the show and and uh, really enjoyed himself and and in, enjoyed the conversation and and um, after the show was over, he he said, you know, look, we we bring over these all these comedians, you know, Pete Holmes and and uh, Howard Kramer and Kulap Vilaisak, you know, from uh, the Who Charted podcast mm-hmm. came out. And uh, he was like, we're looking for a show with an audience that we can kind of put these guys on, you know, to, to you know, um, forward the name of, uh, of People's Republic of Comedy and sure. the Laugh Hole shows and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I said, hell yeah, I'll, I'll get on board. And, and so they started bringing me people like Dana Gould and Pete Holmes and, and uh, Moshe Kasher and, you know, uh, all these kind of these big names in the alternative uh, comedy world. So it's, it's been, it's been great. That's to tremendous. Get to, get to talk to me with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're great conversations. I've learned, listened to quite a few of your episodes at this point. Oh, thanks. Um, both. And, and even not just in preparation for this, I've listened to some many. Anyway. <laughs> I know that's always the thing to, well, I've listened to some, yeah, right before the interview. Right. Um, I do not prep at all i don't prep at all i'm really so lazy i'm so lazy rob i'm so fucking lazy because <laughs> like, they it, sound I, I, very relaxed and very very prepared oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's the laziness i'm that's probably the, the flip side of you i probably over prepare like i'll have two pages of notes not even on an interview just my general running shows but yeah that might just be part of my personality is i have to feel like there's something i can go to just in case i've never thought of myself as a talker which is kind of strange that i'm now doing this but right right yeah well i uh, you see you're way more put together than me i i started when we first when i first started this show i would have like a show sheet and uh you know uh where i was gonna put like sound drops and everything like that it was all planned it was mm-hmm. all scripted your uh, uh what about your your intro your intro is very sound droppy yeah, Still. the intro, the intro is kind of, you know, that's like the only part that I really prepare. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I have an idea of what I'm going to talk about and, and, uh, maybe a story, you know, something that's happened to me, you know, during the week or something like that. And then, uh, get some plugs out of the way and, and do some t- sound drops and, and, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Try to, try to keep the energy up when the, uh, when the show starts. That's, that's, uh, it's very important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think people hate it though. <laughs> really? <laughs> to tell you the truth, yeah. I get emails sometimes from people saying, you know, you should you should try to keep your intros shorter. Ah, uh, what what are you gonna do? I mean, <laughs> well, you want people to be able to. They don't just want a voice. I don't think, at least, right, I've right, had yeah. at least with my audience, I've had uh, instances where I've kind of broken off of talking about movies and TV and told a story about myself or an embarrassing thing yeah, that happened to go. me, and I always say. I don't know if I should be talking about this. Would someone please get back to me and let me know? Do you guys even care about me or am I just a mouthpiece for you? And I've never, ever had anyone say, we don't want to hear about you. Everyone always says, we want to get to know you because that like gets us into your show more and makes us, right, right. it's the more personal connection that way. So yeah. even though they say they don't want that, I bet in the long run, they probably do. Well, you know, there's, uh, we, we normally, we don't really get, we don't really get email from people who like the show. We only get people. Uh, we only get emails from people who hate it. Oh, so <laughs> you I'm know, actually I'm and, waiting uh, for more of those from me because that would let me know that people are passionate about it. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, the less email I get, uh, the better. 
<laughs> that's 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 how I've how I've learned to run things over here. But yeah, that's that that's the one great thing about podcasting too, and that's one one thing that we found uh, doing this show for the last two years is that you know the more personal you can be, uh, the more of a connection you're going to make with a certain number of people that are listening to your show, and um, you know that it means a lot to somebody who can who can listen to that uh, during their day, you know, once a week or, or twice a week, however many times you do your show mm-hmm. and make that connection and, you know, become part of, uh, part of that listener's day to day. Sure. Absolutely. That's yeah. Oh a, yeah. If I'm late, I hear it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. And, it, and I take <laughs> it as a compliment at this point. I mean, wow, people are really looking forward to it that much that they want to reach out and tell me to go fuck myself because I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Totally. Uh, speaking of your intros, there was one thing you mentioned in an in intro that I was ready to jump through my computer at that you didn't jump on the opportunity. And this is coming from What's the that? geek world. So I was okay. listening to your episode with Pete Holmes and, oh, um, yeah. and you talked about being asked to moderate a panel for Warehouse 13 at Comic-Con and yeah. Warehouse 13 is one of my favorite shows at the moment. Is the it point. really? It is. I've actually had, uh, the male lead Eddie McClintock has been on the show before I interviewed him at New York Comic Con last year. He's a tremendously nice guy. And oh, nice. Uh, when I heard that you turned it down, I was like, no, what are you doing? Well, okay. So this came and and for your listeners who haven't heard my show or anything like that, mm-hmm. like they <laughs> we we've had uh we do a lot of work with uh, the Emerald City Comic Con here in Seattle. Yep. And it's become a very, very big uh Comic Con. Yeah, it has. Uh on the West Coast. It's a fantastic they just do an amazing job. And, uh, uh, now it's a three day event. Um, and it's, it's very popular. And they contacted me and they wanted me to do a, um, host one of the celebrity panels for Warehouse, that show Warehouse 13. And I had never even heard of the show. Yep. Like I had never, I'd never seen it. I don't have cable, which sucks, but I just found this awesome web- website that'll tell you off air <laughs> that like I can find all the free TV ever. You know, sure, it's, sure. it's amazing. Yeah. But um, anyway, um, yeah, so they asked me to do this and I had never hosted anything before in front of, you know, people. So so I was thinking like Warehouse 13. OK, I've never heard of it. Like it must be kind of a small thing. Right. And so mm-hmm. I, I thought about it and then I called him back and I said, well, you know, how how many people do you expect to be there? You know, do, is it a popular show? And they're like, well, we expect, you know, the about 3000 the, <laughs> the place seats about 3000 you'd be up on the on the big led or lcd screens you know and i was like oh yeah i can't do that <laughs> oh you, do you look back and regret that oh hells yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a paying gig man yeah yeah that was uh that was a bad decision but then i i went on and i did uh i hosted um uh, this thing they call Crackle Fest mm-hmm. with the band uh, Kirby Crackle uh, at the Hard Rock Cafe on uh, one of the nights there at Comic Con. They put together this big like nerd rock show, uh, which which is a lot of fun. And uh, and you know hosted that in front of like 500 people. Did my first kind of stand up comedy routine. I did three minutes in front of 500 people. It went well. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah. Already, they already asked me back to do it again next year. So that's, yeah, well, that's awesome. That's, that's actually where I was going to go next is, uh, seeing as you have such a huge interest in stand up comedy, if you had ever tried it. And clearly, was that your first time up on stage or? No, no, I've been on stage before with bands and, and, uh, 
doing some other uh, other little stuff, but I had never done like straight up stand up comedy, you know. And um, I worked on a three minute bit for like two weeks, yeah. and after I got done with that, like I was like, I don't, I would never do this. Oh no, too much anxiety. Was, or? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was like, fuck this, man. I put so much time into just three minutes. Yeah. Like, how am I going to, how am I going to think of something else? And so, uh, I, I love hosting though. I've, I've found that I, I love hosting these events and stuff like that. So I'll keep on doing that, but stand up. Nah. Yeah. Nah. I'm still, I'm, I'm getting up the courage still. Uh, are you? Yeah. I've probably been writing for. Uh, the last year or so, like every time I have a thought, just write it down and then expand uh-huh. on it later and trying to build it up. But I don't know if I'm uh, if I'm ready for that. Like I, I used to entertain and uh, listeners in my show will know uh, myself and one of my co-hosts were pro wrestlers on the independent circuit for seven years. You know so, what? I saw that. <laughs> I, 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 I looked into that a little bit yeah. uh, when we first kind of became part of the same uh podcast uh independent podcast alliance yes they're going strong yeah yeah. Um, that's hilarious yeah so it's something we did i mean i just stopped as recently as this past october and my co-host stopped a month or two ago but i'm like Uh i'm like why why the hell would i have any nervousness about going up on stage and telling jokes if i did that for seven years like Oh my God. It seems like it would just translate over. And I think it, it, it is going to help me eventually. But I think being up there by myself with no one yeah. to rely on and no one, nothing to fall back on. It's, it's strange. Plus when I'm wrestling too, it's like the crowd is almost blocked out and it's just me and well, do the you other wear a guy. Mask? And, uh, do you wear a mask or uh, something? I did in recent years, but prior to that, I didn't and I was exposed. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah, the mask was good. It was a nice little thing to hide behind. I could not be me. And that was, that was nice, but. Uh, yeah, I think stand up is just so vulnerable. Maybe that's it. Well, yeah, and that's one thing that I talked uh, with uh, Pete Holmes about pretty extensively in that episode as mm-hmm. well. Is like, and he he had this he has this great thing where and that night I went and watched his set too, and he's he's got this great thing where he will actually stand and he'll like push his belly out, mm-hmm. like. And he says this like he does it on purpose because like, you know, a lot of comedians will stand with their arms crossed or they'll stand with the, the mic up, you know, and their their other arm kind of sure. across their chest, you know, something like that. Um, and it's all kind of this guarding mechanism. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Pete, like just to like make sure that he's all out there. Right. He puffs his chest out and pushes his belly out and he actually looks fatter than he than he really is <laughs> yeah. on stage and you can see that too on like uh the uh his uh his stand-up routine that he did on like i think it was it was conan or or letterman or something like that hmm. he looks super fat <laughs> and then you meet the guy in person he's just this he's just the skinny tall guy in hipster clothes so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it was really it was super interesting because he's like, yeah, he like he made a conscious effort to like put himself even further out there just mm. so he could like break that barrier of of anxiety, you know. So it's his way of kind of setting his body language so that he'll follow with that level of comfort maybe or Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's all about a comfort level, right? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm wondering what kind of embarrassing thing I can do to kind of <laughs> prepare myself <laughs> for the stage there. 
I'll just, just go, go up there naked. Yeah, well, that, that's closer to wrestling anyway, right? Right, so yeah, yeah. I'll go yeah. up in spandex and they'll be like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> At least they'll pay attention to me that way, I would think. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> I think it'd work out, yeah. So you have a good amount of uh, music on your show, too. And uh, you said you tried to do this to get a lot of the free music and stuff. Now, do you actively right. seek out bands that you're interested in? Or have they started approaching you at this point? Or Yeah, we get approached by by quite a few. Um, I will say that, like, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of not getting back to a lot of those bands. Sure. Um, and, you know, it's it, especially in the recent year as uh, our shows kind of gained in popularity and we became part of uh, CairoRadio.com and MyNorthwest.com, um, which uh, which is a Mur- uh, Edward R. Murrow award winning uh, website. Oh, um, People see that and they and and they want, you know, they, they want to be on the show. And, and we actually had to take our uh, our little disclaimer of, you know, if you want to be on the if you want to be a guest, like email us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to take that off the website because we were getting so many, so many emails. Wow. And a lot of really bad music. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like it, it really, really bad, bad stuff. And and so you always feel it's like you're always walking this kind of this line where it's like, oh, yeah, I'll check it out. And then you don't know how to get back to the person because they'll constantly email you and, and you're just like not answering anything. You sure. know, you're always walking this fine line of like, I don't want to hurt their feelings, but I really don't want to get them on the show. So what we've started to do is just actively really focus on just seeking out bands that uh, that I'm really into and trying to get them on the show. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's kind of how we've run it from the start, really. Um, but yeah, that's more, we don't really take submissions anymore. Wow. Well, that's a nice position yeah. to be in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if there's something that, that I find that's, that's really interesting, then, then yeah, I'll, I'll check it out and stuff. But yeah, most of the time it's, uh, it's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, that made me sound like such a dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, how do you, how do you, um, how do you frame it when you approach them? Like, because people are still learning what podcasting is, it seems like. So do you go, well, we're an internet radio show or? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not lying. Right. It, when you say it's an internet radio show. I mean, if you've got a good, if you've got a good, uh, a good fan base, you know, that, uh, you know, you have the numbers to back things up, you know, I mean, you can, you can tout that in your, tout that in your email. We're, we were lucky enough to be part of, um, a couple different networks that were put up by major uh, communications uh, companies, mm-hmm. like Fisher Fisher Broadcasting. Uh, let's see, last year started this Noisebeam network, which we got we got roped into, um, and was you know fun for the first like four months until it tanked. Um, but then immediately after that, got picked up by uh, Cairo Radio, mm-hmm. uh, which is another uh, broadcasting company here in Seattle, um, and they're you know a very very popular radio station, talk radio station, and they're working on their kind of podcast network, hmm. you know, gathering gathering content for the future is what they they've uh, told us. So <clears throat> we're lucky enough to be able to like. Say okay, well, we work for this company. We work for Bonneville. Okay, you know, we do this show for CairoRadio.com and MyNorthwest.com, and and uh, you know, CBS Radio Seattle. So, um, 
you know, that obviously helps get people's uh, interest peaked a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, okay, this can, uh, you know, this is a legitimate thing. It's funny because I was talking about this exact subject yesterday. We had um, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, DJ Marco Collins on the show. Uh, and and he was kind of, we were talking about the same thing because he, he just started a uh, an internet radio station. Okay music radio station here in Seattle called Jet City Stream and you know it's really hard to get to get people interested in stuff on the internet because there's so much right right, right. and it's really hard to vet stuff like you know i mean you're probably you probably know as well as anybody else like if you go to somebody's website and it looks good like you don't know if it's legit you still you don't know if it's legit still like mm-hmm. they could have put a bunch of money into a website, but they could have, you know, one people, one person visiting that website oh, a day, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you never, you never know. You just never know. So it's, it is kind of a hard, hard thing to do, especially like when you have a guest centric show. Um, because yeah, you're, you're going to spend like all week trying to line up one guest. Oh, absolutely. Know? I've gone back and forth with people and uh, time oh, and time, and you never worst. know. Yeah, you never know the convincing thing. Like sometimes it's just a, a shot in the dark. Like you'll throw out a tweet and be like, "Love to have you on." Sometimes they answer back. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do, and it doesn't right. go anywhere. It's it's tough, and it, it does feel like <laughs> it's such. I feel bad sending that tweet out. I shouldn't, but I do. And cause yeah, you probably, feel guilty. Yeah, you feel guilty. You feel like a shill. Yeah, right. Like, like <laughs> you just. You're just like, God, I'm, I'm so pathetic. <laughs> it, it is, man. Yeah, it's a terrible feeling. Right. And then if someone goes, okay, well, why would I want to be on your show? It's like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I got to sell you on it. Right. Shit. Uh, so not saying that I do this in the basement of the house is not, that's not a good place to go with this. I don't know. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to come to your fucking basement. I know, right? That's, that's, yeah. Well, you do it out of uh, the dining room, right? So that's a little classier. Yeah, it's a little classier. We've, <laughs> we've got a dining room table and some <laughs> and some nice microphones. So yeah, I'm uh, still in like a dungeon environment, and so it's chains and everything set up in the corner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we keep them here for extended portions of time. <laughs> so, so to kind of gear things towards more the the geek aspect, we do this little game that we like to play with guests. That's kind of like a uh, a dipstick as to your geekdom, more or less. Um, oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, it's okay. not trivia. It's uh, it's more okay. opinion based than anything. Um, I think a- I already I already sold myself out, man. I, I I told you I didn't. I had no idea what Warehouse Thirteen was. That's true, but uh, it's only the <laughs> highest rated original show that Sci-Fi's ever had. But beyond yeah, that, yeah. Um, <laughs> in all fairness, I didn't know what it was for like the first season either. But then when I got into it, I was just like, all right, whatever. And then I was just totally into it. But anyway, uh, this is a quick game called This or That. Basically, I'm going to go down six things, uh, listing some different things from geek culture. You can choose okay. whatever you want, uh, whichever one you prefer, and then we'll go back and kind of justify your answers. Okay, okay. All right. All right. Uh, so the first one is Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, Star Wars. Uh, zombies or robots? Zombies. Live action or cartoon? Ooh. This is the one that, one that tends to get people. Yeah. Live action or cartoon? Shit. We can go back to it and hash it out after. Okay, too, okay, if you need yeah. To. Let's let's come back to okay. that. Okay. Uh, Xbox, PlayStation, or Nintendo? PlayStation. 
PC or Mac? PC. Marvel or DC? Ooh. Marvel. Marvel. Okay. So going back to yeah. the top. Uh, <laughs> you repeat. You repeated that. You repeated Marvel after I said it. I, I, I'm guessing that you don't agree with that one. Um, I'm more of a DC guy. Uh, oh, yeah? But I, okay. have, I have no animosity towards Marvel. That's one of those ones, like, unlike PC or Mac, I don't think it's a big combative thing because right, it's right. very easy to be accepting of both because one's not polarizing to the other. And they often collaborate themselves. So um, yeah. I, I honestly, as a kid, I grew up more Marvel. But then I started moving towards the DC as I got older. Uh, okay. But but I also I'm a ridiculous uh, uh, Batman fan to the point where it's a problem. So <laughs> I, if if I said anything other than DC, it's kind of you know disingenuous. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You feel guilty. Again. I do. I would feel guilty about it. Absolutely. So Star Wars. You are a Star Wars fan over Star Trek. Oh, huge! Yeah. Huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, excited uh, for uh, Star Wars. What is it? Uh, thirteen, thirteen. Yes, yes. Announced to E three, focusing yeah, yeah. on the bounty hunters, I believe. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, and I was a huge fan of the original bounty hunter uh, video game. Uh, uh, oh, that came was out it with the Jan- uh, Jango Bat- Fett? Yes, yep. Oh, so good! It was so good. I honestly haven't played. I think the last Star Wars game I played. I'm trying to frame. I mean, I still love the Super Nintendo ones where they all started with Super Star Wars and Super Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those games were actually very, very well made and so much fun. They were super fucking hard, though. <laughs> they were. Like, uh, Empire Strikes Back was like one of the hardest games ever made. I'm pretty sure that there was no level five. Probably not. Like, <laughs> you know, it was just like we'll just make level four the hardest thing to beat ever. And no, it, there's just no level five. Has the challenge curve dipped like crazy in past years or is it just me? I don't know. I, I cannot think of things that are tougher than some of the stuff like playing Battletoads on NES just wanted me to Ugh. kill myself. Yeah. But yeah, in recent yeah, years, Battletoads it's almost like was super hard. I think well, I, I no, I totally agree with that because I think, you know, now like the easy or novice like setting, you know, on um on newer games mm-hmm. is like so incredibly easy yeah you know because they have to make it they have to make it marketable to more people i think you know yeah i don't know it's almost like I, hardcore gamers have to go in and set the difficulty up just to get the experience that they're used to right right yeah totally and like when i go out when i rent video games mm-hmm. i will play them on the easiest level just so i can beat it because i have to i have to beat a game completionist yeah i have to complete a game so it doesn't have to be a hundred percent it doesn't have to be a hundred percent completion well some games do but (laughs) uh you know uh if i go out and i rent a game like i i would i would never buy um like uh, black ops or anything like that Mm -hmm. you know i just said those are rentals you can beat those in like four hours you know play them straight through you know tell your wife that you're really sorry but you have to save the world uh, <laughs> and, uh, and and just do it you know do you not Play get into easy. the into the multiplayer no. aspect then or no not not really not really i've never had a a, a good enough internet connection oh <laughs> so i'm also very i'm also very cheap here this is getting back this is getting back to my laziness and why i uh, want free music mm-hmm. uh, i don't want to pay a lot for internet either <laughs> so i just <laughs> Basically, I I just live a sad existence, Rob. 
<laughs> so much attitude. success from so much penny pinching. So much success. <laughs> so much sadness. <laughs> How do you feel about the prequels then as a Star Wars fan? Uh, well, I know it's uh, always the source of terrible. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that was that was horrifying. Uh, episode two was a little bit better. Episode three was, you know, it was pretty okay, um, except for the Darth Vader scene at the end where he's mm. like, "No." That was actually you know, fairly well done. Uh, nice job. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, it was just. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I stuck up for George Lucas for so long. Yeah. Like I just wanted it to work. You know, I was like, no, it's a, it, you know, this is, this is how, you know, it was supposed to be. It's, it's very political and everything. You, you guys just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just can't stick up for the guy anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's lost it. He's totally lost it. You know, it's a shame too, because we all just yeah. want to remember it in such fond terms. Yeah, I know. And, and, you know, the thing is, is that I think people like that, they have way too many yes men surrounding them right yep like he, he's probably a very very like moody person mm-hmm. you know he's he's way he's way into smelling his own farts and i think he just doesn't have enough people like around him going you know what this cgi is like the worst cgi <laughs> out there right now and are you aware people might be racially offended by jar jar <laughs> banks <laughs> like nobody nobody questioned that and just let it go right him and Michael Bay should sit down and talk about his uh his little racist transformers. <laughs> That'd be quite the movie, right? The little tiny, the little tiny ones. That was the Is most the offensive thing. Like, like Jamaican, yes, like skids and uh, I don't know, do rag, whatever his name was. That's right, right. is the most offensive thing I've ever seen. Well, the thing is, is that you know, very little people, uh, or not very little people. That was that was that <laughs> too. No, uh. <laughs> Not very many people know that uh, in other u- in each universe there is at least one Jamaica. <laughs> so those were That's the Jamaican it. Transformers. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> we picked up the accent from that weird island on Cybertron. <laughs> yeah, where everybody smoked uh, blunts. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, zombies over robots. Oh my god, I love zombies. You know, and and zombies is like uh they're really really big right now. Yes. You know, like there's zombies, there's zombie everything, Walking Dead, mm-hmm. you know, just zombie everything. I have never gotten tired of. It. Really? And I don't think I will. I just love it. I love like okay. Everybody has had the daydream about what would ha- what would, how would they handle themselves if there was an actual like zombie apocalypse, right? Oh, sure. We did a whole is... episode on it. We had a whole panel. Oh, we had, you... oh yeah, we had a we had a medical guy in from the army who talked about Shut like strategy. Up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's probably our highest rated episode. How to survive oh, the zombie apocalypse? God. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it was it was yeah. very good, very informative. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, but see, that's you know that's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Like, because I just I kind of. I kind of dream about like daydream about what I would do. Like, cause you wouldn't have to go to work mm-hmm. anymore. Like you could probably, <laughs> if you, if you boarded things up pretty well, like 
got a generator. You could play video games for a long time. Like, you know, I just mean, waiting just until they come and get you, right? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, no, porn's always going to be there. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's magazines. You don't need the internet anymore. <laughs> DVDs, videos. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. You might as well I, keep working I, I on your hand eye coordination in multiple aspects then. So, <laughs> I mean, a little bit of video right. games, a little bit of porn. It's all hand eye coordination right there. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. You just <laughs> making yourself a zombie killing machine. <laughs> Get out, mom. I'm making myself a zombie killing machine. <laughs> That's the excuse now, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you have a preference, like in in movies, if they're slow walkers or fast walkers or anything like that? Well, I think I think uh, Twenty Eight Days Later turned the zombie genre on its head mm-hmm. uh, when that movie came out, and I Danny Danny Boyle just did a fantastic job on that. So up until that point, I was kind of like a slow walker kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, because that's really like when you thought zombies, that's that's what it was, you sure. know, but after 28 days later, I was like, holy shit, man, that like that made it more that made it more real and more scary. Sure. Because with the slow walkers, you're always like, don't go down that fucking corridor. What are you doing? Like, you know, don't don't. Why are you going? Why are you going up those stairs? Don't go up the stairs. Yep. You know, you could always you could always like, you know, say, OK, well, if he just turns around right now, he can make it out of there. Sometimes, the, but then you got like the Pepe Le Pew zombies that just kind of, no matter how slow they walk, they're always right next to you, and it's just creepy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they're always just petting you. Yeah, it's a lot of heavy petting. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but then you know, Twenty Eight Days Later came out, and it just made that it made that whole genre more scary and more real. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah, I'm 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 a fast walker kind of guy. I think. Cool. Like, in movie form, if it really happens, I'd love it if they were slow walking. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wish these guys would sprint. They're taking forever to get to my house. (laughs) I got (laughs) to. Right. I I just want to kill them and get back to my video game. This is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be much easier to take care of uh, slow walkers than it would be fast ones. Absolutely. Uh, So that brings us to the, the, the difficult live action or cartoon. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, fuck, I, okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to say live action, but with a caveat, okay. I am watching so many cartoons lately, like Such Futurama's as. back on, yes. Archer, yes. you know, all that, all the good stuff. I've heard so mixed things about Archer. I'm not, I haven't gotten into it yet, but I've heard some that love it and live by it and some just think it's a waste of time. So I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man. I am obsessed with Archer. I love uh, Patrick Warburton. So, oh wait, no, he's not yeah. the lead voice, is he? No, 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 no. It's John a, Benjamin. It's I'm H. thinking H. of John Benjamin. Yeah, That's yeah. right. That guy is so talented. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I he's I got such a recognizable voice. To God, it. yeah. The, um, for some reason, that voice, I just love it. What was it? Home movies. First time I heard him as uh, Coach McGurk. Oh my God, so good. Oh, he's he's the coach. Yeah. I never realized that. Oh I, yeah. I had, I haven't watched that for a long time. First yeah, time. Oh, I yeah. love that series. So good. Yeah, but that's okay. So that's the caveat. Like I, I am watching like a lot. I love you know South Park and and uh, all the the Adult Swim stuff. I love and um, although I haven't really watched any of that stuff in a long time, but yeah, 
At this point, I think but it's hard action. to live action. It's hard to argue. I think that no show has been consistently as good for as long as South Park has. I think it keeps on getting kind of better too. It like, does, you know, as the animation, like they add more detail into animation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it just keeps on getting really a lot better. Have you yeah. seen the uh, the trailer for the video game that they're working on? I haven't seen the trailer for it, but I've seen screenshots for it, and it looks fantastic. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> un like yeah. the trailer, the E3 trailer is unbelievable because you watch it, and there's actual gameplay in there, and you think you're watching yeah. the show, and it's amazing because uh, Matt and Trey gave all the textural assets right to the video game company. They said, "This is exactly what we use on the show. Please use this really? in the game," and so it looks identical, and it's unbelievable. Yeah, because, you know, their other video games didn't really work well. Mm. And I think it was because they tried to do, like, uh, there was, like, I think there was, like, a go-kart racing one, mm-hmm. wasn't there? Yep. South Park one. And then and then there was, like, a first-person shooter. And then they had for, a uh, small, N64. like... 64 Yeah. Then they had a small, like, tower defense game recently for Xbox, I believe. That was on, like, it was a downloadable, oh, really? like, Xbox Live title. Oh, that kind of be fun. I, I've... A little bit obsessed with tower defense games right now, but um, but yeah, they always tried to they altered like the, you know, the way it looked, mm-hmm. and they would always try to put like the three D, yeah, you know, spin on it, which just uh, doesn't work for like a a show that's done in two D, yeah, like, does not work. One of the interesting things that they said about the game is that um, up until this point, since it is an RPG and you kind of move around the town freely, they had never mm-hmm. sat down and said. What does this town look like? Like, where is this compared to this? Where's the school compared to Garrison's house? They never yeah. ever thought about that before, but now because of the game, they've had to actually map out the entire town. So things actually have places now, which is crazy that after all this that's, time, there's finally a map of that town. That's really cool. Did you ever, that reminds me of, uh, that Simpsons driving game, like the crazy taxis. Oh Simpsons God. Yeah. Game. Yep. Hit and run. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, uh, I rented that game and I played it nonstop just to like go around the town. Like the game <laughs> itself was terrible, sure. but like the you know just go being able to go around Springfield and actually see where things were in a geographical sense. Oh yeah, was awesome. Yeah, it was totally awesome, and that was worth like you know a week of of gameplay right there. <laughs> Sitting in your room, kind of drawing it up. I'm going to figure out where this town is. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. You went with PlayStation. I thank you for that. <laughs> I am yeah, a, I'm PlayStation a PlayStation 3, guy. yeah. Absolutely. People say PlayStation 3 is the failed uh, the failed console for PlayStation. I don't Shut understand up. that. Yeah, that's for the people, I guess, who don't like HD Blu-ray. or Blu-ray alone wins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it won. <laughs> yeah. It totally won. Like, they don't make HD uh, DVD anymore. So, I, I don't know what they're talking about. I mean, you know, it, and PlayStation consistently has been the best Blu-ray player. Absolutely. Uh, out there, you know. The only um, future-proof and, one. Yeah, I mean, you know, with, uh, you know, they've had, some, they've had some problems with the PlayStation Network, mm-hmm. which I... Which I use kind of sparingly anyway. Yep. Uh, I don't do a lot of multiplayer. I don't, you know, I don't have time to sit for four days to wait for something to download on sure. my internet connection. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I don't do a lot of that stuff. So I haven't had like a lot of the issues that 
you know, other people have had. Mm-hmm. However, I will say that Skyrim on PlayStation is buggy as shit. Yeah. Um, but still worth it. So I, you know, whatever. I haven't gotten into it yet, but I, I'm leaning towards getting it on my PC because of all the mods that I've seen out there that are so oh, fascinating yeah. to me. Like yeah. to have Macho Man Randy Savage Dragons, I'm pretty sold on that <laughs> one. <laughs> I mean, that was a whole thing on this show for weeks. We were obsessed with the Macho Man Dragons, and I haven't seen that one oh yet. Oh my I'm god, have you have to! We have all these That's videos awesome. on the site too. Just, just look it up. It's hysterical. The fact that it yells out "Oh yeah" every time it what? shouts. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm still obsessed with that game. That's like been the one because I, you know, when it comes to like buying PlayStation Three games, I mean, they, you know, games now are so expensive. Like, I can't afford to just, like, go and get, sure. you know, a new game. And plus, I have a family now, so it's, like, it's a lot harder to spend a lot of time uh, gaming. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so I, I, like, pick and choose. Like, I, I'm waiting right now for Assassin's uh, Creed. Uh, the new installment of that Absolutely. looks fantastic. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, so I buy these games and I just play the shit out of them until, you know, another one that's, piques my interest comes along so yeah i've been playing skyrim since it came out that one i'm i'm so afraid of that game because i know <laughs> i just know i'm gonna disappear from society oh, for a while from skyrim uh yeah like um i i still have uh fallout new vegas sitting on my shelf i've been afraid oh. to put it in the console because i know it's gonna take like 40 plus hours and i'm just scared of falling into that you haven't played New Vegas yet? I haven't. I I I love the I love the hell out of Fallout 3 and New Vegas yeah. has been sitting on my shelf for years at this point. Oh buddy. Yeah, you need to test that. You need to pop that baby in. I know. But you know, uh New Vegas is pretty buggy as well. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping at this point but, they've kind of patched a lot of that stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, been long should, enough. Yeah, they should they should have. Um but that's a that's a fantastic game. The only problem that I have with like the uh, the Fallout series, and this is a problem that Bethesda has, I think, uh, in general, is the voice acting, mm-hmm. especially on the Fallout the Fallout series is so bad. Sure, it's so terrible. Like there's no there's no real like inflection. There's no emotion mm-hmm. in any of it. You know, like I'd really like that. I mean, those games are fantastic, and the storylines are really really good and uh, engrossing and stuff. But man. They need to. They need to get some better voice actors. Did you play the originals, like Fallout One and Two, where there was kind of the top-down view? And I everything? did not. I did not because I never had. I never had growing up a computer. Like my dad was like super, super afraid of letting me uh, play games on the computer. He oh. thought like having a game on the computer would crash it. Like, oh, okay. that would that would be the death of the computer. Like a a game was a virus, basically. <laughs> some of them you know, were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true, but. Yeah, so he wouldn't allow us to really like buy games and stuff. So I would always have to go over to friends' houses to play video games. And, uh, you know, I never had the only thing that I had was uh, I had a Texas Instruments uh, console, you know, the big keyboard mm-hmm. at a, that had a cartridge slot on it. Um, I had one of those growing up. And then I had uh, a Nintendo, an NES, right when the Super NES came out. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you know, that's how late to the game yeah. on these things I was. But I was so happy to get it, you know. Um, but yeah, I didn't have I, I didn't have a good enough. I never had a good enough computer to actually play some of those games. So. Oh, that's a shame. Because I, yeah. I, as much as I love the newer ones, I still miss the old turn-based like 
those classic Fallout games are so great. And actually, I believe I have. Yeah. Pretty sure I have recently downloaded a, a completely legal too, uh, a DRM free digital copy of Fallout Two. So maybe I can hook you up with that. Oh, that might be kind of cool. Yeah, I you know the turn ba- the turn based stuff. I never I could never really get my head around. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was like. I just I just didn't know, couldn't figure it out. Like I couldn't figure out what made it interesting you know <laughs> right I, I don't know i don't know i honestly i'm in the same boat you were but for whatever reason those original fallout games are just so good that it didn't become a factor uh-huh. to me right right so yeah. good uh pc or mac you went with pc again i thank you <laughs> yeah 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 i'm a yeah, pc yeah. guy all the PC. way i've always been a pc guy i've never never had uh a macintosh computer so you know you 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 flock to what you're used to i think sure my friends are still befuddled by my PC usage because I was a uh, graphic design major in college. Oh, so yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, apparently, that's the thing. As a designer, you have to be a Mac guy because they're designed better. But I was like, I don't know. Oh, I can't. shut up. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> makes me so angry. It, it's so, it seems so elitist. Like, right, right. Yeah. And I know, you know, uh, you probably have a lot of uh, Macintosh uh, users that listen to your show too so they're probably going to be like well <laughs> that's it for me i'm turning this episode off <laughs> oh that's fine but if that's uh, what it takes them to leave that's fine <laughs> yeah yeah but i never got the whole argument because basically you know uh the thing with pcs is that there's so many companies out there that make them mm-hmm. and make them for cheap those are the ones that suck yes. those are the PCs oh absolutely that suck. and everybody knows like a dell is a piece of shit yep right like but if you spend like a thousand dollars or like you know twelve hundred dollars, like you would spend on a Macintosh mm-hmm. to get a good, decent PC, like an Asus or uh, something like that, you know, absolutely, uh, you're going to end up with a with a fantastic computer that's going to last for ten years, yeah. you know, and be totally upgradable when you, you know, I know, right? Yourself. The fact that you, you don't can have pull out parts and put others in—it's amazing how that works. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, we did talk a little bit about Marvel vs. DC already. What are your, uh, what are your interests as far as Marvel go? Who are your characters? Well, I was always an uncanny X-Men guy. Absolutely. Um, uh, when Image Comics came out, I really got into Image. Savage Dragon mm-hmm. and, uh, and, oh god, what, some of the other ones? Uh, they had the, uh, what, Gen 13, uh, Spawn. Yeah. Wait, yeah, Spawn was Image originally. Spawn was, Spawn was Image. And then, um, I was, also really into this one called Shaman's Tears. I have not uh, heard it that had one. Tons of nudity. <laughs> <laughs> Image was kind uh, of uh, that company that was on the edge, though. Like they were the rebels, and they were going to do the ultra violence with Savage Dragon. Yeah, they were going to do the yeah, totally. nudity, and yeah, absolutely. And it was uh, yeah, and you know, how old are you? I'm uh, 31. You're 31. I'm 32. So you know, we're around the same age. And when Image came out, we were probably what. Like thirteen, twelve. Yeah, I was like right maybe, at the end of uh, like fifth you know, and sixth and like, grade and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like when you're when you're that age and you get to see a titty, uh, <laughs> that's you know that's drawn very well. That right. could, you know, looks very real. Uh, that's a that's a that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, be like, all right, all right, I'm gonna prepare for zombie apocalypse right now and just right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's gonna be my new term for. <laughs> I'm preparing for the zombie apocalypse. That's all. 
Okay, so we have one last game uh, before I let you go. We're getting close to our hour. Okay, yeah. Um, this is one that's uh, you're a little more on the hot seat for this one. And uh, this is going to be kind of in your realm, though, of stand-up comedy, though, since you are a fan. Uh, this is top three. Three, two, one. Basically, okay. uh, I'm just going to give you a category, and you just give me your top three that fulfill it in any order. It really doesn't matter. One, two, or three. Who cares? Okay. Uh, so the top three living comedians. And living, because I know the defaults are always Carlin Pryor, like, <laughs> out of the ones that are right, currently right. alive and performing, who are your top yeah. three? Well, top three. Okay, so top three comedians, I would have to say, right there at the top um, is going to be Louis C.K. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's he's number one, definitely. And uh, for for all the right reasons, too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say number, number two is going to be Dana Gould yeah. for me. He's um, tremendous. If, he is very talented. He is. He's so amazing. And his mind just works like no other. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't heard the Dana Gould Hour, his new podcast, you have to go and download every one of the shows because yeah. they are fucking amazing. They're genius. Uh, and so he's number two. And then number three, I would have to go with Brian Regan. Oh, absolutely. He's actually on my top three as well. I love yeah, Brian yeah. Regan. And the pop parts bit is just like <laughs> I, that will go down in history as one of my favorite bits ever. Yeah. That pop parts bit. I love it. His rhythm is unbelievable. Like, right. I, right. Half the time, I don't even have to hear what he's saying. It's just the rhythm of boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. And did you hear Did you hear his episode he did with uh, Mark Maron? No, recently I did oh, not. It's, it's fantastic. You oh, check I'll check out. it out. Absolutely. And the thing is, that, like, he's not he's not a dirty comic, really. Which no, I, no, he's totally clean. He yeah. doesn't even swear, which I think is a lot harder. Honestly, oh yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and a lot of the stuff. One of his old albums was all about uh, education and being in school. And as I'm a teacher by profession, that mm-hmm. oh my god, so so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Regan. Um, I I definitely agree on Regan. I have Gaffigan on mine. Uh, oh yeah, he's, he's tremendous. He's good, yeah, and definitely. um, in recent years, I've become even more of a fan of Chris Hardwick. Uh, because not only is uh, his shows that I've gone to where he does stand up, he's there's some of the funniest things I've ever been at. But he's just I have never a super I have nice never seen too. any of his any of his stand up. I I uh, you know I was a fan of his show, yep. the Nerdist for a little while. Um, uh. But yeah, I've never I've never seen any of his stand up. I've always really wanted to see that. We uh, what was it? Myself and one of my co-hosts, we actually went to go see him at the Wilbur in Boston mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago. And he is it, it's just especially if you're into geeky stuff. It's yeah, so, yeah. so funny. I mean, it's funny, I think, to anybody. But some of the references he drops uh, yeah. are just <laughs> just so classic. I'm like, oh, my God, like I, you've forgotten about the things that he remembers of geek. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Totally. There's just so I much. love I love stuff like that. Too. Yeah, he's absolutely fantastic. He's too. He's someone who uh, appreciates his fans so much. Like he says on his show uh, on Nerdist a lot, like that he's gonna stay backstage and hang out with everyone. I've gone to at this point one of his comedy shows and two of his podcast recordings, and he <laughs> stays till the last person's gone. And he'll oh, that's, he'll shake that's anybody's great. hand. He'll take. You can spend five minutes with him, and he won't rush yeah. you through the door. He's like. I just, I, I, you guys put me where I am. I appreciate you. And this is how I show yeah. up. It's absolutely You know how tremendous. he can do that though? He does not have children. 
That's true. That's <laughs> true. That that is a huge differing factor. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but uh him, him, Jonah, and Matt, they're all they're all fantastic people. I've had a lot of uh like interaction with them. The zombie episode we did was actually as a result of something Jonah mentioned, saying oh, that cool. he wanted to hear a zombie summit, and we uh tweeted it out to him. He shared it. And then he actually agreed to be on a follow up if we ever do one. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So okay. I'm still working on putting that together. So maybe, uh, since you're in such the zombie camp that you are, and I'm actually, I'm not even a zombie fan. I just, oh, really? I, yeah. I wanted to facilitate it for, uh, all my friends and for the people that were listening. Um, yeah. I, I know a lot of people like, uh, uh, Jonah, I'm sure would be on. I'd love to have you on for it. And, uh, oh, that'd be wonderful. And yeah. Chris Gore, we had on recently too. And I'm sure he'd be all about that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd, that'd be a lot be, of fun, man. Yeah, that'd be a fun show to do. So we are nearing our hour. Uh, before we get out of here, plug your internet wares. Let people know where they can find you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, well, our main website is uh, www.air-raid.net. That's Aaron, or, <laughs> air-raid.net. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also find us at the, uh, the CairoRadio.com website and uh, the Edward R. Murrow award-winning uh, radio website, best radio website in the nation award <laughs> for 2012 at mynorthwest.com and, uh, on Twitter and Facebook, air raid, air raid net. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. This was uh, a ton of fun. Oh, I had a fantastic time, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, uh, this is a wonderful show you guys got here and, uh, yeah, keep up the good work, man. Thank you. And you keep up yours as well. I'm enjoying it. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Thanks again to Aaron Roden for joining us today. Uh, You can find his site and his show at air-raid.net. To visit our site, please go to thegeekgeneration.com. There is a button on there to go to our show on iTunes. Please rate the show and write a review. I can't tell you how much that helps us out and gets us further exposure. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you'd like us to discuss on a future show, please send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on Twitter, or you can leave a voicemail at 508-316-9787. As always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We will see you guys next week. Later. Make it so.